and welcome back to CardCast Podcast, episode 25. I'm doing it a little bit different this time. Brian is out on vacation. He's away, and we have a special guest, Amy, with me today. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing, Amy? Good. And so, yeah, we decided to try to bust out another podcast for you guys, and uh, yep, even though while Brian's away, we'll try to get one out for you guys. And today, I'm, I'm not going to try to move too much because my chair squeaks a lot. Um, and today, we're going to talk about a few things in particular. Um, things like the New World Order and uh, such like Donald J. Trump. Symbolism in his penthouse. Yeah, that's where we're going to start in this episode or in this... We actually have a video pulled up on YouTube. Um, it's, I guess it's titled... Donald Trump's 66th floor penthouse exposes his idol sun god, Apollo, son of Zeus. As you were mentioning, Amy, yes, we have um, the video pulled up of uh, Donald Trump's penthouse on the 66th floor. And the video that we have for you is by, do you know that name? Uh, DHHB00777. Okay, so I actually, I was trying to go to his website because he has a website posted. But do you know when this was released? Does it tell you a year? It says uh, November 10th, 2015. Okay, okay. So this was quite a bit, yeah, a while ago. Yeah. Um, so anything else you want to mention before I start playing this? No, I think we could just play and then we'll stop our comment, you know, if we need to. Okay. All right, so I have it, the video timed out to start at, at the 50-second mark. Um, so I'll go from there. But it's of his penthouse, and it's bas- he has basically everything labeled out, whatever, um, all the things of the items he has in his penthouse. At least in this section of the photo. Or the section of his room. Yeah. Um. And then I will include, you know, source links as well in the podcast where you can find uh, images like this one. We're going to. Okay, so let's take a listen. Set off by some interesting detail that I want to share with you. Now, in the background, back here on the right, you have a family portrait. They say the siblings and then a picture of his father, this book worth $15,000. Wait, that book's worth $15,000. I wonder what that book is. (laughs) Well, it's just interesting, too, because I I think I came across, I don't want to, I don't want to be incorrect, but it was like, I don't know, $30,000 gold toilet? No, or like a million dollars? I don't know. Some of the article I read, it was like a... Wow. But, um, again, like he's just labeling everything that he has in this area. I just noticed, I just wanted to mention with the picture of his father, Fred, um, I have done some research on him as actually, like, if you want to go, if if it's correct, this person has actually said, not this person that's doing the video, but um, another uh, article I had come across is really the it's the drump family d-r-u-m-p-h as i remember and they changed their name to trump when they moved and migrated over to the states so how did you get that from the photograph uh, no not from the photograph i just kind of want to mention apparently in the article that i read um they also changed the name too, uh, because he doesn't. The father does not have a really great, good or good background, so um, that was another reason why they went to change the name. I'll let your your people listening to do their own research on. Maybe I, if I can find the article, I'll put it in there too. It goes into really that it's you know Fred Trump and not Trump. Doesn't Trump sound like so much a better name? I mean, who would want to have the name Drump? <laughs> Drump. Definitely not me. But anyway. So but that's we'll continue with the video. Coat of arms. But then we get to the other pictures and the statues and the vases. And what it symbolizes is exactly what Trump believes in. 
You see on the wall here, the centerpiece is Apollo, the sun god, the son of Zeus, centered between the pillars, dead center, wow. showing his loyalty. All right, so for the our audience who are listening, the main centerpiece of this photograph we're watching or looking at right now, um, in the middle of the table, in the glass table, is uh, it's a statue of Eros and Psyche. That looks evil in itself. I mean, you look at it, and that's it's, it's like this winged. Yeah, it looks like thing. a fallen angel or a demon. Picking up and like rescuing or raising this other. Creature. creature. It looks like creatures. And then b behind this is the fireplace and the mantle. And up above there is the photograph he was just talking about of Apollo and that his, you know, he's being led by his chariot. Showing what he believes is important. Do you know who Eros and Psyche are? Look into the story here. One of the children of Aphrodite, you see, in this love affair, ended up peaceful only because of one reason, because Zeus said it was going to happen and overrid Aphrodite. Zeus had a son named Apollo and a twin sister named Artemis, and Apollo was the god of the sun. Sun worship. And what is very telling about this sun worship is that even right here in the headline, they point out that this is Apollo up in this picture up here, led by Aurora, the Greek goddess of the dawn, suggesting that Trump sees himself the mold of Apollo, Zeus's son, one of the most powerful of the gods. All depicted right here, just in this one room. Let's move on. Take a look here. And you can see the theme of the pillars is repeated once again. But this is when we start to pick up on some of the murals that are on the ceiling. And they are very interesting. As you can see here. And I've covered this. Architecture. The Pillar of Boaz, I think it is, and Jacob. Um, I can't remember if that's the exact, but they, those pillars mean something. Especially if you look at um, the Masonic Lodges, they have pillars in them. Those, that means something. And he's got a lot of murals. I mean, the murals up on, up on the mm -hmm. ceiling. Um, that, too, with a bunch of mythology in that. And somebody that doesn't believe in mythology i mean you got to know that this was designed on purpose this was all picked and designed on purpose this there is no accident or like oh i didn't know what i was doing with this no trump knows exactly what he's doing just when he even when he built the towers himself he knew what he was designing and what he was doing so i'm gonna as well include this in the source links but this goes in a backstory about the prophecy or like the story that was foretold about Apollo and Psyche um, and Eros. Um, I'm di I want to dive into this in particular because we're going to look at a another video of Trump um, of that. And before we start diving into that, I just wanted to go ahead and say that um, basically... It's a winged serpent who's terrible and more powerful than the gods themselves who would come up and take her as his wife. So we're talking about, I'm, I'm psychic and I'm guessing this is, the winged serpent is Eros, I'm guessing. I don't, I don't really just know, because like, just, it's just strange to me. <laughs> just because of what we're being told in the video and what um, we're being displayed as the name of the statue in front of Trump's penthouse, which was Eros and Psyche. Um, anything else you want to add to that? No. no. Um, do you want to 
did you want to read some of this or you want to let the viewers just dive in some of the articles and read this for themselves? Um, where would you want me to start? Um, I don't know if you want to, you can, maybe if you want to get the backstory, I don't know if it's necessary. We can move on if you want. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I know that the backstory is more Greek mythology, but I'm not into that, you know, mythology stuff and I, I don't understand it. So I think it's up to the readers themselves to look deeper into it. But so basically, the backstory of behind this that I'll also include the same article we're looking at right now, including the source links, is I guess Psychic was so beautiful, and the her problem was she couldn't get a wife or a or I'm sorry a husband. Husband. And um, but everybody else around her could, and so her father I guess went to the Apollo God. And asked for help. If she was so beautiful, why couldn't she get a husband? It was, it was. I guess the backstory was that people just were would admire her, but not really love her. Oh. That's okay. the backstory that I got from this article. But as well as our audience, you can check that out and read it for you. I'll include that in the source links. Anything else want to? No, I'm just. It's kind of odd. I mean, why? I don't know. I I've never learned about really Greek mythology, but you think that. Why would you decorate your Well, this whole, is their education, like you said. This yeah, is their education that they're provided that they, we're not They told. get they, they're privy to. They're, but, like, why would you decorate your whole uh, your whole house or apartment? Uh, it's all house. symbolic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and to them, their symbols are everything. They are, like, I mean, symbols we could really, honestly, the most common commoners don't really care about symbols but to them that is, is super important to them like i'm not into mythology either but i mean we're tying this into what the video is telling us mm -hmm. about what we're seeing in you know trump's penthouse and it's you know this winged figure sculpture of so Eros it gives us psyches. like a background of how he lives what he believes in do you want me to continue with the video yeah uh, in multiple other videos, we're talking about the Statue of Liberty looking identical to who? Apollo. The sun god. And who do we have right here? With the torch. So, as he was mentioning, who we have right here with the torch is when we get... What time mark are we at right now? It looks like 342. So at 3.42, we have this giant chandelier on the ceiling, and painted on the ceiling is what we're looking at. And it's a guy wielding a torch. We cannot see this whole thing displayed in full, but it is pretty interesting if you ask me. Now we go down here to another view. And remember, the last painting that was on the ceiling was over here depicting this here we have another setting see all the pillars what do we have up here well sure enough and they even stated so you know I'm not making this up once again it is Apollo riding in his chariot across the heavens so this man never says it he never speaks it he doesn't ever say so i just had to go and pause that the video for a second but amy had brought up a good point with the temples in his the pillars well his p pillars in his temple or in his well, penthouse i meant yeah sorry <laughs> Um, they're really, it's Boaz and Jason, not Jacob. I, it's Jacob's ladder, I was thinking, which is, leads to heaven. But Boaz and Jason, and if you, you understand Solomon's temple, and um, that was, was built um, to represent, you know, his worship of the real true God, the creator of heaven and earth, um, Solomon's temple had two pillars, and that's what it was, Boaz and Jason, and it wasn't Jacob. So I just wanted to clarify, clarify that. that, yeah. Okay, all right. And we'll go back to the video, mm -hmm. and we'll finish up on the video. Has his allegiance to 
But it's pretty clear to me by looking at everything he has in his penthouse on the 66th floor, it is laced with sun worship and Apollo. And this goes hand in hand with the Vatican, Egypt, the Oblisque, the huge sundial at the Vatican, all of this. The huge sun on a stick that the Pope carries around. Is it all starting to make sense to you now? Zeus, the Pharaoh Zeus. Obama, in one of his main speeches, it was on one of my channels that got eliminated, played that main speech backwards. In it, he says, Hail to the Pharaoh Zeus, showing once again what they worship, who they worship, and of course, his beloved sun god, Apollo. Right here, it's in the wide open. Ali Blink's eyes open. Um, can you pause it a second? Yep, that was the end of the video. Well, I was going to say, um, before we go, that it said the Trump coat of arms. In that, it's like on a pillow. Oh, in the very beginning of the video? Yeah, and it was towards the end, too. Um, I was going to say that that coat of arms um, ended up being really important to him because he... I was flying at, at one time at, like, in, I think, Scotland um, golf course of his, and they called him out on it, saying you don't have the rights to that emblem to be flying, something like that. And basically, he fought four years in court, four years, to be able to have the rights of that coat of arms emblem. And if you notice on the emblem, if you know anything about Freemasonry, and you just even look up a little basic knowledge of Freemasonry. Um, Aleister Crowley. Um, there's another one called Levin. They they go by, oh my gosh, the symbols are huge. And it's in, in, in the occult. And this symbol is a bird. I don't know if you could call it an eagle, but it has two heads, one going to the left, one going to the right. And it has one body. No, this is where I'm getting confused with the coat of arms. Cause... Well, this one's the code, uh, the court of the Lord of Lion. Okay. Um, the one that you're talking about. Okay, this is, is that the one that's showing us the red lion? Yes, that's a different one because they have different, this is another one that he um, fought for on the golf course and it does um, he fought for it, has fleur de leaves in it, and there it is. It's for Trump International Golf um, in Scotland. And it has, it does have a lion holding a, if you could say a stick on the top, but then when you go into the center or down more towards the, um, you know, bottom, you'll see that he added that, I believe, the um, two-headed, if you call it eagle or bird, um, you know, two heads, one body, um, in that emblem and he fought and he, he eventually won and that is at Mar-a-Lago I guess flying right now and the various places he has it flying on his international golf courts around the world so for our audiences we'll include the source link so you can view the exact image that we're looking at of what was the name of the coat of arms um they call it, let me see, he was awarded the Scottish coat of arms after a four-year battle. He earned the insignia. Now, I'd like to note, uh, note that that's very prevalent in Freemasonry. Um, they go by that. It's duality, having a, a head go to the right, head go to the left. Um, the significance behind that is it goes deep. If you go down that rub, rabbit hole, um, it, it, you know, they believe as far as the cult, the, the, you know, Satan believes he's equal to God. So um, they believe that like the two forces are needed for each other kind of for balance, but that they're equal. And um, 
Yeah, and then you see that in their lodges, their checkerboard um, floors in their lodges. And I believe if you went into his office on the 66th floor of his penthouse, I have seen pictures of his floor being uh, checkerboard. I could be wrong, but I believe, you know, people have to do their research because it's been a while that I looked that one, looked into that one. But yeah, their symbols to the occultists mean everything and they do things, as they say, in plain sight. Okay, so, so as you were saying, the Scottish Rite, mm -hmm. the 33 highest degree masonry symbol, you can type it on it. Your search engine, I recommend DuckDuckGo because Google really filters a lot of stuff out but you can even just type in 33 degree mason and the symbol will pop up of the double-headed eagle where they're you know i guess feeding the same beast yeah yeah basically it's like they're you know one's a front for the other one for an example a lot of people are so misled to get involved in freemasonry because at the bottom levels they they do good things They'll do good things for a children's hospital, raise money. Uh, it's a front. If you think of somebody money um, doing money laundering, well, it's a front. Um, so they make it look good. They bring in these people thinking they're doing good things um, for the organization and for other people. They're helping. However, on the back end of this organization, they're doing really nefarious things. Um, same way with campaign money um, coming into p for political people, they'll, um, you know, campaign money will come in one from one direction uh, under like, um, I, I don't know, uh, some organization and it's money laundered back to somebody else. So it's just an example of the two the two headed eagle one is representing kind of like oh a good front but it's only a mirage it's only it's a fake front because in the back they're doing very nefarious evil things and we saw that with the clinton foundation with yes. haiti yes and even with the oprah i think oprah tried to do the same thing oh yeah she goes over the haiti and she builds this school oh we're going to do wonderful things and then what they're doing they're 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 participating in child trafficking so on one point, you know, everybody, of course, the media, the, the mainstream is going to report how good it is, what a good thing she's doing, blah, blah, blah. And then the person she was involved with, he ended up, they ended up um, charging him. I don't, I don't know how many years later, I can't remember his name or the person that was running the school or the organization. They also arrested her because they found her like she had like something like i don't know how many kids she was transporting that were like all stolen from their parents and who was this again it was a lady i can't remember her name but it was some connected to oprah and her school and yeah i mean it goes these people have fronts of what is displayed as you know good out in front of the public eye i mean in the public eye and then outside the public eye they're they're very nefarious very nefarious and it's really sad because i i'd say most good people don't realize it and they you know good people are misled misled into um you know trusting oh the, you know this is a good person doing something good and when they're really not yeah, I mean, also most good people don't think this way. No, and that's that's the reason why it's hard for a, a person to understand a, a person that really, really um, wants good for their country or, or you know, good for the the people and um, wa just wants people to live in peace and have good goodness. Um, it's hard for us to comprehend the evil that these people will go to to pretend that they're good people to pretend that um you know they're doing something good for you and and like i said they could raise money for a children's hospital which is just good but on the the one of the nefarious things that happens is well well how did that like say saint jude's those those kids are there to get cancer treatment but really bottom line how did those kids get cancer Bottom line, you know what's happening, I mean, and this is another rabbit hole, is 
they're getting get either that they were in the wrong place or one time when they were either spreading something in the air either through harp or they put something in the water and they ended up getting a, some type of poison well, or I mean, they are vaccine we've also or that, seen what our government done with uh, uh agent orange yes in vietnam yes well we're basically uh, we're the 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 people that you know the commoners i call them are experimented on they have done that with the spanish flu they purposely oh there was in jones beach uh, this is an old one um they sprayed people on the beach telling them you know it was to keep the mosquitoes away but it was DTT or whatever, and these people Where are getting. Where was this? There was a Jones Beach in um, New York, New York City, or I don't so know this if is Jones. In New York City. Yeah, but this was probably like in the fifties or something. They sprayed the people right on the beach, telling them it was good. Same with the Radian girls. Did you, if you ever saw that movie, Radian was being used to for them to paint the watch dials of oh um, is that to make it uh, uh glow, glow glow and so oh. they never told the workers that how highly poisonous it was and these girls to make intrinsic um um dials they would put the radiant in their like lick the paintbrush and then put it back down you know because you want to have that nice point to make a really sharp um you know to make it look nice on the on the dial and the girls later ended up getting cancer and they first I mean if you saw I think it was called radium radium girls on like either you know YouTube or one of the ones you could rent the movie and it's so sad because what they do with these people that do eventually try to speak up they they mock them or they cut them down they the, the doctor which was actually hired by the corporation came to her house and told the grandpa that she had syphilis from yeah so i mean and that back then i mean that was a horrible horrible i mean you would get shunned by your family to think and then this person did nothing wrong it just worked and worked with chemicals that were hurting her body and then you get blamed with having a yeah they, they degrade you disease yeah, they degrade you. So, I mean, these these people. A sexual disease too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, could you imagine the the the? I mean, the mental stress that caused on her and her family, and then I think it was her sister ended up getting really sick. She ended up passing away, and a lot of the girls ended up passing away. You know, from and they didn't believe her either. When they she would go to and she goes, guys, she would say, please stop working here. But because the, they needed money for their families and they really kind of didn't believe her, um, they just continued at the factory just so, harming themselves. So it seems to me that that's how they got the lower class people because they needed the money. And that was oh, a source yeah. of income. That was the so, only way. Yeah, and they'd like to, you know, of course you need to bring in money, f pay for food, pay your bills. And um, it's just really sad that, like I said, um, that's a really good movie for somebody to watch out there. Do you know there. what the movie was called? I think it is Radium Girls. Radium Girls. Yeah, it was more recent. Um, and it, you can do some more research on it, but it... Yeah, they you had to fight. It's and fight in court, and and you know they of course all these other people have a bunch of money. If you cannot find anybody to stick up for you, or you don't stick together, then you really don't have a chance. You know, and it's just really sad. I know that we started to stray off a little bit. Topic yeah, here. I'm sorry. I was just giving examples. No, that's that's fine. I mean, that's what the podcast is for. Um, so we were, that was the end of the video, um, and that guy shows a lot of detailed, uh, um, things labeled that he has labeled for us, and one of them, like I was saying, was Ethos and Psychic, which is the statue in, in the middle of his room on the glass table, and I wanted to take notice in that, because in that story, mythology story that I'll include in the links, it was a wing of a winged serpent. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this next video. 
And it's of Donald Trump. I'm sure if y'all remember when he made this statement live. But it's uh, Donald Trump. Um, I'll just play the video and you guys can see for yourself. Or actually listen for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> see. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. No, they say, Trump, we love you too, man. Trump's voters are by far, you know, the, uh, I'm at 68, 69%. I'm at 90% total. Like, will you say absolutely? I think it's 68 or 69%. Will you most likely stay? That gets into the 90s. Other guys are like at 10 guy like Jeb Bush, he has a nobody, but he's like, at, at not, I mean, like, they don't have people. They have nothing. Uh, Rubio, soft. They're all, all soft. All soft. My people, they, uh, by the way, Cruz, soft. When they heard about this. Alright, I'm just going to play that one more time. The main point of the video is just um, him being able just to say that, and like I said, I'll play it again. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and so I wouldn't me, lose just... any voters, okay? That's kind of very arrogant to think that you wouldn't lose anybody. If so, I mean, if he shot somebody, anybody shoots somebody, that's a, well, that's very wrong. To me, that's, that's very wrong. a bolder statement saying, I'm so charismatic, I'm so charmable, I'm so likable, that whatever I do, that I'll be likable. Right. And also... The elites know they that they're really untouchable. They really do, and, that, that and that's what his arrogance is saying. Like, yeah, I'm, and plus, people like me. So, guess what? You know. Well, um, even think about like what he was saying to even get in the office about Hillary Clinton. What did he do about Hillary Clinton? He was like, oh, I'm going to lock you up. I'm going to. Um, you. That's what he ran on. And did that ever happen? No. So, I mean, a lot of these things that, you know, at his rallies, you know, you've been to one, I've been to one, you know that they've, they, the energy there is pretty, it's unique because you got a lot of people wanting to do good. You got a lot of patriots there. However, I'm beginning to realize that and I don't like this realization, but in order to seek the truth, you you have to you have to look at everything, and um, he's part of the club. That's the way I'm finding things. He's part of the club. So the reason why I wanted to bring up this video in particular is um it's this one this article is on NBC News, but for when you guys audience get a chance to actually you know, listen to this podcast and see the source links and actually get a chance to view the video yourself or actually rewatch the video because this came out, you know, way back when. And um, I want you guys to take notice of the flags behind them. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't notice. I did not think about it. Um, go ahead. So the flags behind them, I was intrigued by it the same way I was intrigued by a statue in his penthouse. Um, because I mean, to me, it looks like a winged serpent. It doesn't look like a bald eagle, um, which is normally, you know, the seal of like the United States of America. Um, but this is of a of a winged thing, and it's facing the other way, flying away. And there's two flags. There's one is left and one is right. To me, what I'm seeing, I'm seeing more on the right is the red serpent. And then the one on the left, I'm seeing more of a, like a blue serpent. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell in the video. I mean, there's a little bit of shade. But to me, I think there's a, some symbolism in this red slash blue serpent flag behind him. Um, anything you want to take away from that? Um, and then there's also, I know that having a fringe on a flag means something. Like, it has a tassel at the top. So, I, you know, I, I'd have to um actually do my research on that again but i know that yeah those flags definitely mean something and there's a lot of in into that that people miss so that that caught my eye and honestly i wasn't even trying to find that one in particular i just remember him saying oh i can you know shoot somebody in fifth Ave and get away with it and 
I wanted to find that video and then that's kind of like what's surfaced and like that caught my attention was the flag um behind him which was you know not like of a normal flag and it's of this winged creature you know um I wanted to tie that also in with this um he had another uh seal presented behind him in one of his I don't know if it was his, one of his speeches but um in the article that I'm going to get listed in our sources they go to mention it was a accident on his administration team like it was a little hiccup a little mistake like oh my bad like we got the wrong image up there um let me see if I can find it Oh, it's right here. All right, so in this article, basically, it presents itself how the White House officials were at a loss as a fake presidential seal was featuring the edge. Our eagle. Eagle holding golf clubs and, and his talents was displayed behind U.S. President Donald J. Donald Trump speaking at an was that engagement, engagement like. last night. So even there, even in that statement alone, they just focused on the what the eagle was holding they didn't even pay attention to the double head of the eagle so that also so that brought my attention i was i was like that caught my eye i was just like this article itself is not going to even pay attention that this eagle has two heads but they're going to go ahead and mention that oh we're uh, holding golf clubs in his talents <laughs> you, you know you know what, you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah yeah so Okay, so that so I'm just like, you guys are not gonna even mention. Oh, I don't know why this was playing. It was playing at the same time I was talking. Hopefully, I hate when that happens, but we'll include it. But as I was saying, if, if it was playing when I was talking, um, this fake seal was being presented behind President Trump at the, then President Trump, and in the article he goes to mention about how it was holding golf clubs and his talents and not even mentioning that it has two heads anything else you want to say on this article mm, no it's just that again that two-headed sign again is and, it, it, it means something well, yeah, yeah especially yeah. in the masonry world the yeah. highest degree 33 degree seal hidden in plain sight and then so if you keep continuing reading the article um I guess the White House organizers had found the doctored image online and mistakenly used it. See, this is the stuff that they just give us. Some bullshit they just tell us, and we're supposed to be gullible to follow and eat it, go along with it. Yep. No, there's... Um, most of the time, I'd say that it's not coincidental. It's not... There's no coincidences. You start adding things up and connecting the dots and one dot will need to another and you'll actually it's like no not a coincidence anything you else want to mention about no you were going to talk about the um, world banking system yeah I was going to tie it in with the world banking system um because I've found this interesting too, because it all—it's all tied in with their plan. So the national or NWO, New World Order plan, um, it's all tied in with their plan. And like, whether you like it or not, I feel like Trump is definitely foreseeing that plan. You know, playing come, a part come of true. Yeah, I—I'm getting that same feeling. Like he's um, instrumental. In seeing, and anybody, I feel, I feel ashamed, I have to admit, I used to be a Harry Potter fan. I used to be a Disney fan, too. But with the Harry Potter, if you've ever seen um, one of the ones, the Phoenix, when it, he comes into Dumbledore's office, Harry does, and the Phoenix kind of disintegrates Burns. into a, uh, into an ash pile. And then rises. And again. then rises, you know, I really this is just my belief he is going to be the rising phoenix so that's interesting that you started to bring that up 
because on the next topic I want to talk about was on the economic or how do you pronounce that? The Economist. The Economist magazine, which was debuted or presented in January eighth, nineteen eighty eight. So this, all these things are being like from. You can go back, like, and watch, we saw a video in 2012, and things they talked about in that video are, are playing out now. I was going to include that video in the way. Yeah, I should that's too. awesome. I yeah, should. you should. But what I, what we're looking at here is um, on the main cover, It's the title says, Get Ready for a World Currency. And it has a... What do you call the symbol again? The Fleur de Lis? Yeah, Fleur de Lis. So, Fleur de Lis, is that what I'm saying? Fleur de Lis or something like that. I'm learning it too. Slaughtering it completely. But yes, we have that as a crown where the phoenix is wearing this crown. And below it, it's just a bunch of money. World currency money. Burning up. A fiat currency just burning. And then in the center of the phoenix is of this coin. And... Says Phoenix. It says I don't know. If, I couldn't read this. If it says ten Phoenix. Yeah, it does say it ten says Phoenix. Phoenix. And so you have it standing on this burning money in his talons, and what you could also say is rising of the Phoenix. But um, I believe that's also what they title this. Too, is the rising, or the, yeah, the rising of the Phoenix. Yeah, and it says sits astride burning currency, which we've been hearing. I've been hearing the collapse of the fiat money in uh, here for. They've talked. Everybody I'm listening to has talked about. You know the the well, I call it fake money. You know the fiat money that it's supposed to. Uh, you know, basically, I mean, be worth not hardly anything. That things are going to go up as far as um, goods and services and everything. That your dollar is is basically going to be almost worthless. I mean, you know, you see the rise in costs now in the stores. And it's only going to get worse. And I heard even supplies, um, you know, from the people I follow. Um, they talk about in other countries how uh, the crops are failing or they don't have fertilizer and the farmers need fertilizer so we might be about a year behind because like when we get import things like rice grains wheat um we're running off of right now last year's uh crops so that's just going to keep on dwindling because they're the farmers a lot of farmers aren't able to to grow like they used to and and then if you follow things like in the mississippi river them trying to transport things down there the mississippi river is like drying up and they can't get their big ships through there like their cargo and that's another thing i believe that's all instrumental i think that's being done on purpose but that's my personal thought they the want to collapse. Uh, they want to collapse everything. Whether it's the supplies, they want to cause famine. They want to cause, you know, um, they just want to cause chaos. And if you know from the Freemasonry, their their logo and then their their sayings is order out of chaos. So they create chaos in the world. Wars create. Um, an illusion of famine of course they are creating it because it doesn't need to be done but they do that i mean especially when they steer weather that harp can steer weather they seed clouds so they can make it rain somewhere they can make it flood somewhere they can make it have a hurricane somewhere if you get into harp and darpa they can steer storms and so they can wipe out a harvest if they want to they can make drought and they've been doing this for a very very long time and it's so sad and we the people the commoners are like stuck in the middle so i know we're going off a little track here but that brings up another point that was on my mind for a while um it was a film that was released quite a bit ago called interstellar 
And it basically is everything that you're saying. It's a massive global famine, drought, global the world's heating up, farmers can't grow anymore. Um, and basically the whole part of it is just like this, the mission is trying to leave and find like a cure for planet Earth or go out to another planet and find another suitable planet like Earth. But um, I, I just thought it was interesting because this movie came out quite a bit, a bit ago, what, in 2014? 2014. 2014. Yeah. Um, and it, so we're on the Wikipedia page, and I just, just want to be real brief with this. But basically, because um, I can't, I'm having trouble reading, yeah, but could you read the plot where it says in the year? In... 2067, is that where you want yep. to say? Okay. Yep. In 2067, ex-NASA pilot Cooper, oh, NASA is another one we got to go into, um, is forced to work as a farmer due to a global famine caused by blight. So, blight. That brings, I, I, was, I was looking into that. So, like you go to mention before, you say that a lot of these diseases you think are just brought about, like man-made, created, right? So, I'm thinking Bio this, this, this blight that's coming upon our trees that you, even, I think you mentioned before, um, you mentioned some of the trees look brown-ish. Like, why was it looking brown? That's the cause of blight. Well, I, I found out what that was, okay. you know, after Hurricane Irma. Uh-huh. Well, as far as this is what somebody, you know, this is all hearsay. But I was just like, you know, we live in southern Florida after Hurricane. Um, we don't get seasons down here. It may get a little cooler, but the trees don't change. You know what I mean? So when I was looking at the trees, um, some of the trees, they look brown and orange, like kind of like fall up north. I'm here. What is that? Apparently... Um, the wind blowing from Irma so much, um, you know, the wind also, like... Irma or Ian? Which one? Oh, I'm sorry, Ian. Ian. Uh, okay. Uh, Ian, the one that we, um, just came to Florida. And apparently the ocean water causes that. The salt water? The, the salt water. Hmm. So, you know, that I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. It didn't affect all the trees, but... In fact, it affected, you know, quite a few of them. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting about what you were saying and about how, like, they're saying our world is warming up and rises of sea levels and temperatures. I just, a lot of, the global thing is a lot of baloney that they just try to scare people in or just a distraction. Um, Gosh, there's so much we could get into. The, The evil of NASA... Uh, we've, you know, I mean, there's an other podcast, so you should get oh, into yeah, that. that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But we're going to go back to the article about the economics. I'm totally slaughtering that. But it was a magazine that came out in 1988, and I'm going to include in the source links, but I'll briefly read it. It goes to mention, another thing is, I go to find out in the article, because it, it, it lists four pages, but... Somewhere in there, it says you can go seek page 68. And I'm like, well, I only have four. Yeah, it says see page 62. 62. So what leads me to believe is like there's other parts of this page where I, I want to be able to read it. And I just can't find the information. So we're, we're only left with, you know, the very front title of this magazine. Well, honestly, if something's like I've even noticed when I was doing research a couple of years ago, and even up till to you know nowadays, um, there have been when YouTube um there's they'll they'll remove it. They have removed a lot of the the links or sources that I used to go to, and I used to put them in like a, a link of something, and you go and it's just this thing has been removed, this video has been removed. You know, um, they have been censoring. Um, and, and a lot of people don't know if you're not producing a video, if I know that if you say the, said the word grooming, like if you're talking about grooming a dog, they've um, YouTube will censor the video and take it off. Or you, you say Q or 17 or trafficking, um, they'll, they'll take it down. 
Well, I didn't know. I haven't seen it because I, I haven't used YouTube, so I don't know how they, it They do like. an algorithm, and they found those words in there. Yeah, your video is history. In fact, a lot of people I've listened to, when they had to say something, um, they, will, they won't say the, the number 17. They'll say 17. <laughs> wow. Or instead of saying the letter Q, they'll say the letter before and say, and then, you know, you know that letter afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten that bad to where you it's, have to go and, and people don't know if they're not making the videos. Wow. That's insane, though. It is. It's crazy. Don't code that far. Yeah. But as I was saying... Oh, and if you say the word vaccine, that's another red flag. They'll flag you and they'll take you so down. So what are you supposed to say? Get the jab? <laughs> I got, you know, there's certain words. Some of the ones that I watch that, I, I mean, they'll literally just the point to their, their shoulder. They'll just, you know, Dang. because they can't. No, seriously. You know, that reminds me of uh, communism. Mm. But anyways, um, 30 years from now, Americans, Japanese, Europeans... And people of many of rich countries and some relatively poor ones will probably be paying for their shopping with the same currency. Prices will be quoted at not dollars or yen or D marks, but in let's say the Phoenix. 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 The, this is just wow. hypothetical. Or, you know. Somebody's writing. Yeah. So this Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. current, I know, I'm speaking. Okay. <laughs> so this Phoenix currency will be favored by companies and shoppers because it will be more convenient in, t in today's national currencies, which by then will seem a quaint cause of much uh, disruption to econ economic life in its 20th century. So to me, that's kind of sounding a lot like Bitcoin. I don't know if that to you. It's possible. Because I know that there is a struggle to try to get um, the the currencies and the like. But then again, But then again, I'm also I'm on the other fence. I'm teetering on both sides. Where, well, if it was the global currency, why is China in such you know fight with their own yen currency, digital? That's what I'm saying. I don't and know. then why is Russia and fight for their ruble digital yeah. currency. Well, honestly, so, so that's what I'm. I don't know. I mean, it possibly could be Bitcoin could be the world's currency as this. I mean, it is favorable amongst shoppers. It's easier, non-inflationable. Um, it's compared to the gold standard. Um, what what are your thoughts? Um, I I don't I'm not into the crypto. I in fact when I was trying to get into it a little bit of dabbling, I lost money. So I was like, nope, I'm not gonna do this. So I'm you know I, I know other people are pushing gold and silver, and if you look all the way back to um, ancient times, I guess you can say. I mean, gold and silver was you know the standard even into 1964, 90%. Um, like of the JFK dollars, uh, they had 90% silver. That's what I meant to say in JFK dollars. So not the dollars, I mean the half dollars, the silver dollars. Um, and the, I think it was Nixon this, that got us away from the, you know, the gold standard, which I think was a huge mistake. I mean, because that is really more, it's more money. It's the, I look at, the fiat money is being monopoly money, except in people's minds, it's worth something. And really, it's not. If you look at the Vatican, which I don't like to look at the Vatican, but what do they have so-called in store and in, in their storage facilities, or they did, is gold. Gold, to them, that is, you know, valuable. Um, valuable silver, gold, and, you know, precious metals, I don't think the paper money that the commoners use is worth anything. It's, it, it, you know, it's just they made people, the psychic is they've made people believe it is. It's better to have, like, a car versus, you know, the money in your pocket to have tangible goods, whether it's food um, something, instead of having it in your pocket. See, That's I just get that, but at the end of the day... Opinion. When somebody makes a product 
in return they get money. Yes, I know. Oh. I know. And that's where I, I totally agree that there's... And you know what? I don't know if you can bring up um, Russia's coat of arms symbol because that one's interesting. I I read an article probably about a, a week or two about it. And it's inter- interesting is that um, the horse... In, yep, that's it. The horse is trampling on the serpent. Oh, really? Yes. So it's. I think it, it, it might be a dragon or a serpent, depending on how you... But it, they. So I thought that was very interesting. So they, in still, got, they still got the double eagle. Yeah, they, you're right. Double-headed eagle. But in the center... That looks like a serpent. Yeah. That's, the, a, that's, a, that's a winged snake. That's a serpent. And... Uh, it's it's trampling that white horse is trampling on it so and you know from just most people know that the serpent or dragon is representative of satan so it's like trampling on satan or the dragon um but again it's it does have the dual uh, dual heads. Dual heads. Um, so, or... Anna, if I'm just noticing now, look at it's more like a Masonic. Well, um, that to me just looks oh, like Oh, that's the Knights Templar, Templar on yeah, the top. You have to add this picture to um, your article. And you said this is the Russian coat of arms? Yeah. Very interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they can easily search it off. But anybody that does research, I always, I mean, you know, we're all learning together, and I always pray. I pray to my Heavenly Father, the one who created our heavens and earth, to um, lead me to learn more and and have him teach me uh, what I should learn um, and to open my eyes to things that he wants me to know. So... I always think that's a a good thing to do and, you know, pray for protection over because a lot of the stuff we're learning is about the occult, too. Um, stuff that a lot of people, like I said, that's hidden in plain sight. And when you start noticing the symbols, because I have more knowledge about the symbols, you start seeing them like, like, oh, my gosh, how did I not see that before? You know, and it just becomes more apparent. Uh, another thing is what I wanted to mention is the former first lady, Melania Trump, also congra- congratulated Bitcoin on its 13th birthday, which is very interesting. What year was that? Oh, 20, January 22. Yeah, January 3rd. Well, this is, is actually quoted saying it's January 3rd, 2022. Yeah. So, and this is on, uh, I believe, on a tweet, and it says, um, it's widely reported that Bitcoin's market cap exceeds U.S. one trillion dollars. Today marks the thirteenth anniversary of Bitcoin Genesis block. Happy anniversary, Sakatoshi Nakamoto, Melania NFT. She also created her own NFT, which I just find what's NFT? Um, non fungible token, which is a new thing. In the Web3 universe. So is that something you become a part of and you... It's basically furthering their agenda in the in the metaverse. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what Web.3 is. It's more in the corporate world. They're being led to say it's more... Uh, what's the saying with Bitcoin? It's uh, decentralized. So they're, le- they're led to believe that Web 3.0 is decentralized that oh you're more free to do whatever you want but then to me to be honest i think it's more segregated and and centralized in a sense of more for the companies it's being more corporatized in a sense of let's make money let's to access this website you need to pay i mean you've seen a portion of it this is just the very basic level of it but you've seen a portion of it when you go to news articles and you get hit with a subscription block and you need to pay to a fee to actually just start reading the article that's the very basic level of what we're going into in web 3.0 hmm. um to me it's more you're going to be more controlled you're not going to have privacy um stuff like that but i just thought it was interesting that you have trump you know first lady you know former first lady 
um, mentioning this about Bitcoin and uh, oh, one thing I will mention too because there's a lot of posts because um, we followed Trump for a very long time but when he's I don't really follow his rallies anymore I think they're they're kind of like why is he doing them anymore that's just my personal opinion um, because really what he says it doesn't it hasn't he says the same thing over and over again at this, you know. And you want me to play that vaccine video? If you want. Um, I was going to say one really quick thing. Um, you know, I just, just, I, I honestly don't know the point of him really. I, but there are some videos I've seen. I'm here like people. Now, this was probably about six months ago because a lot of the Q people, like they fall like they'll fall like Q posts and they'll fall and then there's Dramatra posts where they go into the I mean and really I guess the really big big billionaires pay attention to Dramatra and what's going in the sky. That's another thing. If they pay attention, it must what, be so, like astrology. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, I I was getting off. Um, but he'll wear his hair sometimes silver or gold. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll have like people will comment, and I've seen him. Like it was like, do you notice he's he's his hair is silver today? And then another mm -hmm. time I'll say his. So I don't know if that's an indication of silver and gold, because everybody is that I have listened to. There's nobody's not talking about buying silver and gold. Whether it, I don't know where that's gonna lead. I really don't. So you know, we'll see, we shall see. So this podcast is coming to a wind down. Um, so we're going to start ending things up. But I wanted to just mention about this one last article that I came across. And it was posted in July 27th, 2012. And it's talking about the financial crisis of 2008-2009 recession. And the banking, the banking scandals that followed. Um... I'm going to leave really a majority of this article for our audience to go ahead and find in the sources and read for themselves. But one of the things that I wanted to bring out that stood out to me um, in this article is the fact that it, it mentions that the new world currency, global currency that would be used, will be tied to fiat like silk. It will be woven in intertwined together to where it'd be like ex it's still existing fiat would still be existing but it'd be intertwined with this new currency and that that in itself just reminds me of bitcoin or even like mm. the cryptocurrencies that are trying to be becoming about it's just because it's still tied to a fiat currency people are putting their money fiat into the system to generate a new form of currency. it's That's what sounds like in this article to me. It's being interwoven together. Well, even when you're buying silver and gold, you can, it's it's actually a better price if you use like the, the cryptocurrency. You get a discount, more of a discount. And then- If you use crypto? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so isn't it and then if of course if you use cash there's a, but if you use a credit card there's like a four percent extra fee on top of it to use a credit card but if you use yeah yeah i mean it and still they take the fiat money it's still cheaper if you send a check too versus paying by credit card or but yeah i think the bitcoin might be the cheapest one wow or this is the second cheapest Kind of like more of an sentence. Oh, use use Bitcoin, use crypto. <laughs> so this article later goes to mention about uh, the demise of Brenton Woods system in the early 1970s. And it mentions government built a monetary order around two pillars. There's, there's oh, the pillars. pillars. Central it's banks and the financial regulators. That's interesting how that all like tied around with the two pillar system and what we were talking about with the masonicry um two pillars two faces of eagles or and, and that's just something that I, we just found right now i mean that's not even what i was trying to look for i was trying to look for um where it says the new currency will be tied in 
with uh, our fiat currency. But what it's in there, I've read it. It's in there. I'll include. I'll, I'll include it in the source links. But what we can wrap this up. Anything you else want to mention on the podcast? You want me to play that vaccine video of Trump? Maybe do that one another time. Another video yeah. on another podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was the one thing I f- found was interesting in the article, 2012. It was mentioning that, you know, because of the the downfalls of 2007 through know. the 8. You know what? I mean, there's since you did do the inside of Trump Towers... That's another big one is to the outside of his building. Uh, that That's reveals, for another podcast. That reveals so much, the design of how it was designed and everything. But we're going to wrap it up here. Anything else you want to mention, Amy, before we sign off? No, I, I think we're good. All right, we're going to cue the music. <laughs> okay.